This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17-year-old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks, just like Jose, every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, we hear from Vincent Van de Paul. They 3D print minion cases for Walmart and their margins will surprise you. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. Today, you're gonna love our guest. His name is Hampus Jacobson, and he is the founder of Brisk, a sales process acceleration tool, Who has and he has customers such as Hootsuite, Intercom, and Evernote. He's also an angel investor in over 45 startups. And previously, between 2002 and 2010, he was the founder of a company called TAT, which was acquired by BlackBerry for $150 million in 2010. And then after that, he led M&A at BlackBerry. So, Hampus, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. So let's do this. First things first, it sounds like you got out of BlackBerry at the right time. Yeah, actually, it was funny because when we were acquired, we were... It was amazing. Uh, Michael Lazaridis, the one of the founders of BlackBerry and the CEO at the time, was such an extraordinary visionary. He totally sold us the vision. So when we were acquired, we really believed that we would push Microsoft's sort of monopoly and everything uh, off the cliff. But then, well, the cliff what was came Microsoft's monopoly? What was Microsoft's monopoly? The, the phone? No, it was really like, you know, that back in the day, like 2010, it was still considered that Microsoft was the go-to place for businesses for a lot of things. Uh-huh. And I think BlackBerry was just saying that the world is going to be mobile and everybody, all new companies are going to start by thinking what mobile infrastructure they're going to have. And we're going to start with that and then grow that to desktop and everything else. Great strategy, just not being able to execute fast enough. Got it. Well, hey, before we get into what you're currently working on, which is Brisk, I want to, I'd like to talk about the exit that you got for TAT. Now, what does TAT stand for? The Astonishing Tribe. The really Aston- real I love that. And this was, was this your first company? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I started when I was 21. I love that. So one of our most successful episodes was episode 73 with Jim Fowler. He sold his company Jigsaw to Salesforce for Mm -hmm. $175 bucks, and he broke down really how he did it. Walk me through how you you built this business for almost eight years and then negotiated for BlackBerry to buy it for $150 million. How did that go? Did you reach out? Did they reach out? How did it go down? It actually was, they, they completely reached out. I think one of the crazy things is that Back when we started TAT, back in 2002, the world was really sort of isolated islands. I mean, internet was so young. So all of the things we do today with everything from social selling to marketing on YouTube and everything, it wasn't there. Like we were really back in the day where like you went to trade shows and met people. What's a trade show? Yeah, what is a trade show? (laughs) No, but honestly, it's almost like what is a trade show? I would never go to a trade show today. But like um, we started 2002, we signed up one of the biggest mobile phone manufacturers and then every year we signed up another one. And every one, it took 18 months to sort of close these huge, uh, well, dinosaurs slash whales. Name a few of them. Uh, Motorola, Samsung, Sony Ericsson, uh, uh, we were part of designing, we actually built the complete design team for Google Android. I worked with Andrew, uh, Andy Rubin in Mountain View. And, oh, wow. And it was like a super awesome uh, time because mobile was so nascent, it was so young. 
But uh, the crazy thing was like 18-month sales cycle. But then again, $5 million uh, annual contract and plus on top of that was like three, four million professional services to integrate and do things. Mm -hmm. So huge, huge agreement, but long, long lead times. And then we knew what manufacturers were kind of compatible with us, like that were possible. And uh, BlackBerry wasn't one of them. So we never even tried reaching out to them. It was meaningless. Uh -huh. And actually the Canadian ambassador in Sweden, because we're, we're in Sweden, constantly reached out to us like, oh, you got to meet BlackBerry. You got to meet BlackBerry. And we just like, sorry, we can't work with them. We're technology not compatible. And then one day I was out jogging on the beach. I was totally manic about barefoot jogging at the time. I was counting my cadences, <laughs> running. And then my phone was going off. I was like, like oh no, what's, what's this? I picked up the phone because I'm a really curious person. And this guy calling out of nowhere from Canada like, hey, um, I'm calling from BlackBerry. I would super be super interested in understanding more about TAT. And I was like, sure. Like, what do you want to know? Well, what I want to know is that we would like to acquire you. Can you be in Waterloo on Monday? Just out of the and blue. Out of the blue. And I was like, what on earth? Like, what? what? Like, uh, no. Like, I, Let's start with a call with our CTO on Friday. And this was Tuesday. So I was like, okay. So I went into work on Wednesday morning, and I went to our prototyping team. We had a prototyping team that sort of worked with pre-sales when we were engaging these used beasts. We usually try to impress customers. So um, we just went online and saw that BlackBerry was going to create a um, a tablet called the Playbook. Uh -huh. Found some ad for it. It was like very hard to see anything. And I asked the prototype, uh, prototyping team, can, can you just replicate all of what they've done uh, and just put it on an iPad and we'll just film it and send it to them just to show what we can do because this is what can, what we did. We build, we'll build those kind of things. We did that for two and a half days, four people, and then send that video to them, film an iPad and send it to them. And then we had that phone call. And when we had the phone call, we just sent them a link saying, oh, check this link. And the call was like totally silent for five minutes. And we're like, oh, Oh, not five minutes, but like, you know, 50 seconds. But 50 seconds is a long time on a telco yep. to be muted. So after 50 seconds, suddenly like they come back and it's like, so can you be in Waterloo on Monday? We're like, okay, either really pissed off or they were really impressed. And there were the latter. And what actually, the interesting thing is like, we were so... The whole, and what then happened is like we, we flew to Canada, met them, and they told us like uh, it was actually kind of a play too because we met the complete management team. And then Mike was like in front of his whole management team. He was saying, "Okay, guys, we're not going to use your guy. You guys, we're going to use Adobe Flash." And I'm sorry for you flying here. And I got so pissed off. Like we're flying here, you're going to use something that we know is really in fear. And me and one of my co-founders that were there, me and a co-founder, get up and walk out. Like, no, we just went bonkers and was like, no, 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 no. Let us let us tell you one thing. And we just like started having this huge fight with uh, Mike, who's like a technical genius. So it was a it was a good fight, really good one. Like this is a fight we've had for four years with different mobile vendors. We just fought for like twenty minutes, and after twenty minutes, he was like, "Thanks, can you be in my office?" And we're like, "Sure." I mean, our flight is leaving, you know, four hours. We can be anywhere we want. We walked into his office, and he was like. Oh, thank God for putting on that show. There's so many people in my management team that still want us to use Flash. I just wanted to hear, have them hear all the arguments. <laughs> they were like, well, that was a show? Was like, yeah, I hate Flash. I want to use you guys. So when can you start at BlackBerry? They are like, um, what do you mean? Can you wear BlackBerry badges in six weeks? We just said, I guess it depends on if you want to acquire us. Yeah, let's acquire you. Um, what's your next year's revenue? Like, uh, like two, 250 million... Uh, like it was Swedish Krona, we converted. And I was like, okay, what about three to four times that? Like, yeah, okay, we'll put that in and send it over. Like, seriously? I was like, yeah, of course. Let's let's get on. Let's build some stuff together. <laughs> we're like, what? And then, true to his word, six six weeks later, we were part of BlackBerry. Well, hold on. You, was, what was the uh, what was the acquisition price? 
so it was $150 million. So that was four times our next year revenue. Oh, wait, sorry. Did you say your revenue was $25 million? So what's 150 divided by four? Uh, so that was 30, 35, $35 million. Oh, okay, you're going to do $35 million the year after that. And he said, okay, just yeah. give me a 4x multiple. That was top line revenue, right? Yeah, that's exactly. not about, That's a great exit. And uh, yeah, and actually what was great about it was like, you know, if somebody asks you what your next year's revenue going to be and you're an entrepreneur, you're not going to lowball that one. Oh, so, God, no, especially mean, if they're going to base that at the acquisition price. Now, I, would you I have actually no done 34? No way. We what would you have done? done? Like, 28, 30. I mean, the problem was the, the mobile world was starting to implode at the time. So we had quite a lot of, like, we had great customers. The problem that our customers had a lot of issues. What did, what were your past 12 months revenue when you put that doc together? Uh, we, we doubled every 12 months. So okay, like we, it. it was very sort of like, we always doubled. It was like, we had one year, 28, like, uh, you know, like the whole bank crisis. Uh, that year we kind of increased with 80%. So it was 150 million bucks. You sold it in 2010. Was it all cash or was it earn out? Yeah. Total cash. It okay, was no, a no, cash. No, Actually, it was a bonus on top for like staying, which was crazy because the bonus was based on salary. So it was kind of funny. It's like, here's $150 million and we, we didn't really have much of investors. Um, so the founders owned 60% of the company. So then uh, all the founders How started. How many founders then, were there? Six of us. So okay. 10% each. Um, but, and then uh, the funny thing was like, they told us, oh, you're going to get this sign-on bonus. Like, uh, you just paid us. Uh, what was the sign-on bonus? Like twenty grand like, or something? Yeah, I think it was like one one month salary or something. And then they told us like, if you stay twelve months, you're going to get another year of salary. I'm like, ooh, big deal! Wow. <laughs> it was like, but still, I mean, we worked there. It was, it was awesome. Like, we really Blackberry was a really awesome. Why'd you like, leave in twenty twelve? Actually, for two reasons. One was uh, Mike uh, was pushed out. He was pushed into some kind of innovation role, and he was a totally amazing person. I I, re I reported to a person that reported to him, which meant essentially that I reported in a way to Mike. So Mike What's could Mike's last name? Lazaridis. Lazaridis. Uh, yeah. So you could call and me on drive, Sunday. Yeah, Hempus, real quick, just top drive, just so you know, I want you guys to be able to follow like the storyline. I mean, this is how deals get done, and you can learn so much from Hempus. So again, I'll link to all of the names, the LinkedIn profiles, everything in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 135. Again, forward slash the top 135. So Hampus, you started leaving because Mike got pushed out. What else? Mike got pushed out. And then the other thing was actually that part of me just felt, I am like, a really sucker for learning. Like, I really love learning doing things and I'm also I'm the fourth child and I've always been faking it like constantly when I was a kid if anybody said like oh do you know how to play Monopoly I was like yeah sure and I had no clue of course but I just didn't want to be like if by playing my older brothers of course I just lied and said yes and I realized that I loved being kind of the kid who faked being a grown-up and then one day at Blackberry I just realized I'm the grown-up now like I'm the person in this room who knows and I'm going to Tell the I'm not faking it. Like I, I know what I'm talking about. I know 100% what I'm talking about. And I just felt so bored. I was like, yeah, I know exactly say you're way too comfortable. Happen. Yeah, not only comfortable. I think it was just like you know, somebody said, "Oh, how long time is it going to take to build this?" And I was like, "I think it's going to take this, and this is going to happen, and we're going to plan it this way." And it just felt like I know, I, not you know 100%, but I loved just having to. I loved having getting to a meeting. Like we had this amazing meeting back in the day when we meet, met uh, Samsung, uh, and like the CEO of Samsung was a really amazing person. And he like took me and by the shoulders. He was like, "So what are we gonna do for next year? What's the best thing? What do we need to do?" And you know, I had to say something. So I actually just like said something which back which uh, Samsung actually did the year after, which like I cannot tell you exactly what I said, but I said that, and he was like, "Good idea. We're gonna do that." And I was like, 
shit, I, I, I just made it up. I, like, I, I literally just made it up because I got, was in shock. And that was so amazing because, I ha- you know, every time somebody does that to you, you have to stretch. You have to like your brain goes 100% faster. You just have to learn so it's much more. Great, those it's a great minutes. feeling. I know. It's such amazing. And then a sudden at factory, one day I just felt I never get this thing anymore. I never so get the adrenaline rush. So I just left. And so I felt I need to find another place where I don't know stuff. So I realized I don't know anything actually about selling online. Actually, I'm so good at signing huge elephant deals. Like, I mean, when I went to Motorola, to BlackBerry, to Nokia, to Samsung, to Google, like I knew the name of the spouses of the people I'm going to meet. Of course, like I'm going to sign a $5 million deal with you with a three to four million professional service on top. I know everything about you. Like I know that what schools your kids go to. Of course I do that because that might be very relevant for me in this in this dinner. And then I realized I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be in a world where I don't and like I want to be thrown into meetings where if I know the company, it's going to be great. So you and then re- this is going into brisk.io, right? Exactly. So, so hold then on. I was thinking, before we yeah. do brisk though, real quick, yeah. your angel investing, you've invested in 45 startups. So how much total have you put into to, in your angel investing? Uh, was it 2.6 million dollars? Okay, call it two and a half million bucks into 45 yeah. startups. Are you doing that just on a whim and when you see something you like, you're like, boom, here's 20 grand? Yeah, exactly. And okay. actually, it's 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 really it's two things. It's either either it's things where I I really want to learn. Like I met an awesome company doing uh, like a cha- cha- um, sales channel as a service. So you're paying for the you're paying for the weekly yeah. updates, basically. I was like, exactly. I was like, twenty grand. You're gonna tell me everything about this. This is so cool. I really want to know everything about this. Yep. And that was great. And then sometimes it's something where I just feel. I, I I I would like to build that. You know, like I I, I want to give me an example. Of the st- uh, one you invested where you want to build it. Um, let's see, uh, like a friend of mine built, um, a company where you build, um, computer hardware, like mice and keyboards and stuff. And he built, he built a mouse where he built, uh, sensors in it. So it can sense if you're stressed and like, uh, like what, Oh, I love that. It's so cool. Exactly. I was just like, if I had spare time, I would do this. And he was like, yeah, invest. I was like, sure. I'll invest. That makes good sense. So you meet up once a month and you get to tinker with the toys and talk a bit. It's awesome. So brisk, how much revenue did you guys do in October? October, we had an, we, uh, like MRRs are like in the... Well, break down the pricing model for us and then tell us kind of how how it broke down. So, um, so we have, like right now we have mainly one tier. We have, and that's, that splits up a bit. We're sort of extremely mature in pricing actually. And the reason is because we're a B to C to B strategy. So the idea is this, everybody hates their sales, their serum system, like literally everybody, except management because they think it's great, but nobody uses it. So it doesn't work. So we just came up with like we when the way we're attacking this is that we want to roll something out where you as a sales rep you love it, and then after you love it, then actually your manager realizes that they're gonna because now they're you're using it, you use the product you think it's great, but what if now and, and what the product does it nudges you to what to do next so it says like hey you forgot calling Bob hey you should set up this meeting with Linda hey this this opportunity is going stale. And what if now, when management comes in, they could just say, tailor that to actually run our sales process and not just like random nudging. Um, so, the, the, so the model for us is like somebody, you know, somebody at company XYZ picks this up, installs it, and they start using it. And then we want those people to, to understand the value and get their managers to contact us. And this is a model like we, we started charging for this tool very, very late. So what do you charge? Of, break, break down that math. We charge 30, 
$39 per user a month if you pay annually and upfront. And then we have uh, like a high, like um, extreme support tier when people like, it's kind of the contact us tier because we have some customers that are just, we're helping immensely with figuring out their sales processes, so which what is was not the, something we love to do. Yeah. So I imagine there's a professional services layer on top of this, especially not with really, your, actually. There's not, not actually. No, we're okay, actually, you don't charge like a $2,000 setup fee or anything like that? Actually, that's one of the things we've been doing with back and forth. This is something like, because all of my customers are SaaS companies, the cool thing is that I get to interview all the world's VP sales and sales operation manager, this, this question, exactly this question, like, do you charge professional services? And one of the things I just shunned away from, I don't want to do professional services, because that was one of TAT's headache, my former company, because we did professional services, we're not, we were not internally aligned. So I was just telling myself, okay, screw it, I know it's, I know it's bad, I know cash flow is great, because like, I build a company on that. Sure, yeah. Practice. So I was like, screw this. I'm going to start without professional service. So right now, we're just telling people, no, it's okay. It's skip it. And we're just asking, we're just telling our VCs, you just got to give us more money. So in and October, actually, Hampus, what was the total MRR? Uh, $7,000. Okay, about 7000 bucks. So you guys must have, you probably have a, how many free users, just volume of, and do it based off seats, not unique businesses. So something like, let's see what seats, like 800 or 1,000 seats. Okay, and, and 1,000 seats across how many companies? companies with that about like, uh, I guess it's like I know actually it's 2.5 per company okay so, so about, about 380 yeah something like that businesses okay interesting yeah. so now you're in the uh, process of converting all of those seats into $39 per month you know you know per you know per year paying per year this uh, is the cool thing this is the, this is actually a cool thing that we figured out which is really why we believe in the sales process because every single one of those users um they, they we're not looking at a $39 deal we're looking because what they do is they buy it for a team. Uh, because I mean, having one person to to do the right thing is not interesting. So we have companies buying 250 licenses. Got it. So like we're, we're in a process of like a couple of the huge giants right now looking at 250, 400, 200 licenses, and those were one user. So that was one user who one day turned around his manager and said, "I love this tool," and that happened to be the best salesperson. And so on you that just company. focus on getting one to hey invite your team to then all of a sudden yeah. thirty are using it, and then the manager has exactly. no choice. Exactly. Or actually, just one person turning around and saying, "I love this tool. This is amazing." Like Evernote was like that. We signed Evernote. It was one guy who found it in Zurich who was like, "This tool is crazy amazing." He turned around to his sales operation manager who happened to be visiting Zurich, where they have the European office, and she was like, "This is mind blowing." And she literally like picked up the phone and said, like, I want to buy this for my global sales team. That's They're great. Like, sure. And then well, we have people like Hootsuite where like one person picked up in January and we got five users every week till suddenly one day a person replied to our tweet because we constantly, constantly tried to contact them and said, sure, let's talk. And then bam, they signed a deal for 60 licenses. That's great. Well, hey, congratulations, Hampus, on the success so far. I'll link to brisk.io in the show notes and rearticulate these numbers at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 135. Hampus, before I get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to follow you personally online, where can they do that? Twitter is probably the best thing, H-A-J-A-K. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. 
It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. There you guys have it. Okay, Hampus, do you know what time it is? What? Yes. Come on, I know dude. What time it is. Okay, what time it's, is it? It's actually 10 p.m. in no! Sweden, but it's time for the it's time for your favorite part. Boom, you got it. <laughs> You're such a diplomat. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yes. All right, number one, Hampus. What's your favorite business book? Actually, I would say, uh, I have to say two, because I, I, I know everybody says it, but I actually have to say, uh, Made to Stick and Switch by the Heath Brothers. It's actually fun. I'm an engineer, like, uh, but, but, uh, but Made to Stick and Switch fundamentally changed the way I communicate. Made to Stitch is, stick, stick is really about how to get people to remember whatever you said. And Switch is really about how to think about how people change their minds about things and, if needed, helping them. Is it the and same it's, book or it's, it's two separate books? Two separate books, but okay. like I would read both. Got it. Made to stick and made to switch. No, switch. Made to stick and switch. Okay, got it. And actually, I, I'll throw in a third book, which is for the people who are not in sales or not not in like sales and marketing. There's an awesome book, which is called The Most Human Human, which is a computer scientist who writes a book about how AI works. And what he does when he's writing, it actually talks actually about what humans are. Because right. like AIs are mimicking humans. And when you're thinking about it, you're realizing that's actually what we are. So if you want to th- figure out what a human is, then read The Most Human Human. There you guys have it. Number two, Hampus, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Uh, no, no. And actually the reason is because I really dislike the sort of the hero culture of CEOs because I, I, I'm a person who builds in, believes in building teams and in processes. And I think that at every single company I've ever like inter- interacted with or worked with or built or like invested in, I mean, the CEO is a, is a stunning person or a great person in a lot of aspects. But he or she is nothing without the team. And I actually think the best CEOs of the planet are really thinking about how to make themselves unemployed for the, like, just unnecessary, just trying to build the team. And I think that the CEOs who themselves sign every single deal, you know, who themselves come up with a product and everything, if the company's post 10 people, they're doing it wrong. Makes, dude, it makes perfect sense. I love it. Okay, number three, is there a favorite online tool, Hampus, that you use, like Evernote? Actually, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, of course, there are awesome, huge, huge, big, and complex tools. But my actually absolute favorite tool is Snooze Tab, and it's such a crazy little thing. But Snooze Tab is a thing, you know. Like you have four hundred tabs open in your browser right now. Two of them you got to read. One is going to check up, whatever, whatever. You go to a tab, you click this Snooze Tab thing, and it's going to tell you, like, do you want to see this later today, tomorrow, next week, someday? So it turns all your tabs into a to-do list, which is just so good. That's really smart. Number four, Hampus, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No way. I've got three kids under seven. I got to start up in a couple of angel investments. All right. So no. la- last question here, Hampus. How old are you? I'm 36 now. Okay. Take us back 16 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I wish I knew that my weaknesses are my strengths, and my strengths are my weaknesses. Like every single thing I have, which is what I would say a weakness, is also my best. Um, like thing and I wish I just stared at my weaknesses and strengths more at the time and just recognized this is something I'm really bad at what in what sense is that a good thing like I'm an extraordinary I'm very very quick but that also makes me in a sense pretty sloppy I mean because it's the same thing it's just the other the other piece of it but just trying to think of like who should I surround myself with and what are my strengths and weaknesses? I just wish I did that more when I was 20. Makes and just trying to, and actually be, trying not to, to, to be and an have attributes that I don't have. Like if I'm sloppy, just say I'm like, I'm sloppy. 
Like, let's use the good part and just find structured people around me. Hampus, it makes perfect sense. And look, I mean, you were already cranking at 21. So listen, thank you so much. From launching TAT when you were 21, selling it to BlackBerry for $150 million, running M&A there, and now launching your new business, Brisk.io, which I'm sure is going to be a big winner. Hampus, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Nathan. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. If you love today's show with Hampus Top Tribe, you will love yesterday's with Gil Wellsport. He produces events and made 100K in September alone. <laughs>